are listening to Rogue Table Talks. Here's Mike. And here we are, back again, Mike and Chad, Rogue Table Talks, 113, 113. Um, your weekly dose. Your weekly medication, your weekly dose. <laughs> Weekly, uh, yeah, uh, weekly, weekly treatment, um, of weekly dose of biblical treatment. <laughs> we, need a, we need a phrase of something like, yeah, we need to <laughs> take your medicine, take your biblical truth medicine, something. Yeah, I don't know, we'll, we'll get the marketing department to work on that for a bit. Um, but here we are. We're starting sort of a new emphasis on uh, the church and uh, love one another, honor one another, forgive one another. Uh, you know, the one and bear one another's burdens. <clears throat> this whole idea of uh, being um, together, uh, the whole one another aspect of the church. Um, and let me start with. Um, Hmm. A team, a team experience mm-hmm. that you've been on or that you've coached or um, what are some good team experiences and or bad team experiences mm-hmm. you've had in your life? Uh, well, I have a bad one, but it wasn't my team. But the first example that comes to mind is we were playing uh, flag football uh, we were all in our thirties, you know, and <laughs> I mean, you know, weekend warriors, and we play this team that fresh out of high school and all just thin and muscular and very mm. fast and very mm. athletic and mm. on you know just by sights we were going to get steamrolled, but uh, <laughs> they had a couple mistakes and then one kid starts yelling at the other kid and the other guy starts yelling at the quarterback and the quarterback starts and they throw the ball at each other and they just completely self-destruct and we destroyed them i mean it was like it, <laughs> we just completely destroyed them and i just look at that and i thought well you guys could have beat us but uh you fought with each other you you didn't help each other and we just owned it so it was interesting to watch that's sort of a metaphor, isn't it? We might have to refer <laughs> yeah. back to that. That yeah. seems like it might relate to some future <laughs> discussions in this podcast, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, you guys could have been good, but you kept throwing the ball at each other. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. You could have won the game, but you self-destructed. Um yeah. Yeah, I mean, teams are interesting. It's one of the things that, you know, our kids are growing up, they were involved in different uh, team sports, typically. Um, and I just think it's a good experience to be on a number of teams because you learn. It's stuff like that that you learn, that you it's valuable, you know, life insight stuff to know and to learn and to, and to wrestle with. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, a bunch of what, dictates team success is not sort of how it should work on paper but how people actually work together is Mm -hmm. huge right chemistry is huge 
chemistry is huge. I mean, because we, I mean, uh, uh, you know, whether it's formal teams. When I was a kid, people just teamed up and played, you know, played basketball or played football or whatever. Um, and you had, you know, you were on teams with people just for that game or something. People would pick sides, so on and so on. Um, and there's just always, there's the typical, there's people that you know, like if you've played team sports, especially if you've played like sort of pick up amateur team sports, there's these characters, like the guy in football who's always open. You know, he comes back to the huddle. Dude, I'm wide open. I'm wide <laughs> open. You never, I'm wide open. Like every play is wide open. <laughs> yeah. Which, of course, he isn't. Uh, uh, you know, um, and then, you know, the guy who shoots, you know, the chucker, the shooter, the gunner, uh-huh. you know, they go by different names in basketball where, you know, it's a combination of things where sometimes they don't really know how to play. So they don't really know what to do with the ball and they catch the ball and sort of just panic and then shoot it. Um, <laughs> and then there's there's that guy and then there's the guy who actually thinks he's great and he's just, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just a little off today. You know, I'm I'm one for 37. Uh, normally I shoot better than this. And we're like, nope, normally you don't. You do this right. every game. You just shoot a right. lot. You think you're great. And... <laughs> You've got people in mind as you're uh, yeah. Yeah. saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, and, you know, the people, I mean, there was a guy who years ago was on staff at, uh, at uh, a mutual uh, uh, staff uh, person uh, with ours, uh, played basketball and he sort of played he wasn't very good but he played mm-hmm. like super hard and mm-hmm. like uh you know his name aggressive defense uh, aggressive defense you know who i'm talking about his name uh-huh. he uh, fouled a lot <laughs> he fouled a lot and it's just sort of like dude you know it's like life or death everything was just life or death and you know, if, if it's really life or death, you know, I don't know, practice and get better or something. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there's all this stuff that people's, uh, in fact, I've even heard uh, somebody talking about when, they, you know, they want to, when they hire people, they somehow want to find a way to get them in some sort of team sports environment. You know, hey, let's, uh, you know, we're having a staff volleyball or something. Hey, join. Just to court, sort of see, like, how people respond to that environment because it's pretty, stuff comes out that, right, right? you don't, you don't always yeah. see, right? People that's, get angry, right? Um, and so, like, what... I kind of like to start with, like, what goes into a successful... Like, what goes into being a successful team? It's a successful team. Uh, not, you know, not yet even about team members, but, like, what makes a successful team and what undermines that? And, uh, and then maybe we can slide into the church. Uh, so yeah, do I think, think, I don't know, a successful team um, usually understands the, the goal. What is our goal? We're all on the same page with that. Our goal is to win X amount of games, or our goal is to get goals to win the championship. Um, uh, and then they probably realize we're, we have to do this together. This is a team sport. It's not an individual sport. We may have a star player, but that person also has to understand how does my role fit in on the team? How do we work together to accomplish this? And if I make other people around me better, we're going to be better as a team. Mm-hmm. So I think there's this this real sense of I, if I can strengthen the team, we'll be better. 
It's not about my stats and, you know, whether I look good at the end of the game, even if we lost. It's about we need to accomplish this um, as a team. Yeah, so there's like, it seems like there's two things you said there that are like, like, what's our goal? Mm-hmm. Um, and what's my part of that goal? Or how do I fit into that goal? I mean, that sounds obvious. But, you know, all the, there's all these competing agendas because for some people, the goal is to look good. You know, I mm-hmm. want to look good. I want to think I'm a star. I want to score points. I want to get my buckets. You know, I want to make, I want to score a touchdown. You know, I want, I want, my goals are personal rather than team related. You know, and I just, you know, the, the, the classic, I think it was Herm Edwards, you know, the, you know, this, there was press conference. He's a, he was coach of like the New York Jets at the time, football team. And, uh, you know, basically they were talking about, I think like the, the team actually would have been ahead of better draft position if they would have lost this game or whatever. And they're trying to win the game. And basically some reporter asked him about that. And he says, you play to win the game. And he said it like three or four <laughs> You play to win the game. You play to win. You know, it's like, he's in <laughs> And right. it's, right. of course you do. Of course you do. But all sorts of other agendas, you know, get involved. Uh, well, and so what's the team, what's the goal of the team? And then how do I fit in? And, you know, I, sometimes coaching kids, it's like, well, so-and-so takes more shots than anyone else. Well, he's a better shooter. So mm-hmm. we all should want that. Like that should right. be, he shouldn't take less shots than everyone else because we want to win. Um, and so, you know, your job is maybe to set a pick for him and get him free and we're going to run a play so he can get a good shot off. Um, and we're not going to only run plays for him, but we're probably going to run more plays for him, you know, because that's how the team wins. And it sounds, you know, in this discussion, when we're talking about an abstract team and an abstract player, it sounds obvious, but bound up in that is some I have to acknowledge yeah he is a better shooter than I am mm-hmm. first of all like yeah it's not about me I have to look at it objectively yeah actually the team does score more points when he takes more shots than I take um, and you know if the goal is to win the game that's a di- you're going to play different than if the goal is to look good myself or to have everyone take the same number of shots or whatever all their competing agendas uh, you know, might be. Um, and so there's not just a kind of a correct understanding of the team goal, a correct understanding of how I fit into the team, but a correct valuing of my, t- I need my teammates. I need my teammates to be successful because the success is winning. Um, and that's all, you know, kind of elementary. And those are life lessons that, you know, you have to sublimate my own personal agenda the agenda of the group that's Mm -hmm. a valuable lesson you know to learn in in life um and so you know kind of let's slide into the church uh which is in a sense another sort of team would be another metaphor Mm -hmm. for the church we do have a goal we have a group identity we have a role to play within that uh we have to value ourselves correctly within that role and value others and so on so in a way everything we're saying sort of applies. Yeah, uh, I think that's agree. true. Sports are sports are a really strong metaphor for life. 
sports are a strong metaphor for uh, team sports for uh, a community, family. So there's yeah. really family, strong a company, a there. church, right. you know, any group of people. You know, if you, any any group for which there is a group identity, a group goal, and individuals within it, you have to you have to navigate that. Um, you know, we talked uh, a few weeks ago in a different context about you know a new command I give you, Jesus says in John fifteen, in the upper room, love one another, uh, and that love is going to be sacrificial. Um, but then he also says in the same uh, sort of discourse, like one of the ways you this group the church is going to be identified is to be the people who love one another and that's one of the one of the one another's that we're gonna you know we're gonna talk about and i do think i want to get to the love one another part but i do think of the one another aspect of it first um let me let me read at first i thought of first peter two um where verses four and five, as you come to him, a living stone rejected by men. So as you, the church come to Christ, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves are like living stones being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So we are each stones, but we're built up together. We're joined with other stones to be this spiritual house. Uh, verses 9 and 10, but you're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellences of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And so our identity, one of our identities is to be built up together with other living stones, to be a chosen race plot you know so that implies along with other people a royal priesthood along with other people a holy nation comprised of other people a people of god that, that he owns so we're sort of god's team like you know we belong to him we're god's people um you know we were not a people before but now we're god's people and just like how i don't know that we think of ourselves in that group identity sort of uh way like do we think of ourselves as god's people a you know a part of a team that he owns in his coaching and you know to which we have to sublimate our own agendas and so on is that how we think of our lives as followers of christ um i don't think so maybe sometimes we do maybe some people do um I tend to say there's think there's a lot of forces working against uh, the communal mentality uh, in the West, and we haven't really thought like that for hundreds of years. We tend to think on the individual level, and that uh, is where we don't separate the church from the culture because the culture has influenced the church, and the church tends to think and teach on an individual level. So uh, we've often reduced... Um, Christianity to my private relationship with Jesus or, or my personal, which is not bad, but it's usually we don't just mean personal. We mean it's mine and not ours. And Jesus died to save me so I can go to heaven is how many people would probably recap the 
Christian story. Jesus mm-hmm. died to save me, so I go to heaven. Well, it's just incredibly individualistic, and so I, I just think it's really difficult to think uh, in a communal sense, not simply I'm a part of a community, but uh, my relationship to someone else, uh, their well-being, my well-being is dependent on their well-being. So I, not just I should be nice to that person, they're on the same team but if that teammate is injured and they're on the court we're not going to do great unless we help this person or if they're struggling whatever the you know appropriate mm-hmm. metaphor is but it's i don't think we think like that if i'm doing fine i tend to think well i'm doing fine nothing else matters but that's just that's not my job right that's not life that's not reality and i think there's an opportunity here to contrast what is passing for community today in America, uh, just the tribalism, uh, which it's it's not, I would argue it has a semblance of community, but it's not real community because it's, uh, uh, you have to conform to my ideologies, and therefore if you, if you don't, then you're not a part of my tribe, and my, the tribe can turn on one member just as quickly as another tribe and i would argue i don't think even in the the tribes that are uh, have formed think about community in the sense of if one of us is struggling we're all struggling we got to help each other we got to go forward uh together that seems to be a lot more um red tape and somewhat violence around uh what passes for community in in the tribalism today i could be wrong but that's just my perspective on it no i like that i mean there's two things there that you said that sort of i mean i'm thinking of it even in terms of the you know the kind of team analogy um you know the first one is you know that i have like if the goal is to win the game if the what is the goal of the church you know to accomplish the mission of god in the world to honor god you know that that necessarily means if that's my goal that we accomplish the mission of God in the world, that we become the community of God, in the, that we live out as people of God in the world, then my relationship to you is part of that that mission, a part of that obligation to me. And I don't think we normally think that way. That you know, love one another, and I think all of the one another you know might fall into that. Like, okay, I have to work on myself being the kind of person who's loving almost detached from actual people that I'm actually called to love. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so like, it's almost about, I mean, love one another is almost about me. Am I a person? And there's some aspect of that, that yes, I have to be the kind of person who can be loving, but that necessarily involves other people. And some people need me to love them a certain way than different from another person. And so they're individual people. And the goal of, me loving one another, me being a part of a loving one another community is not to check the box of me being loving so that I can have all of my boxes checked, but it actually is for them and for the body. And I'm identifying with that as a, as a thing so that we can kind of win. Like, you know, that I need to help you, my teammate accomplish this goal in order for our whole, you know, identity to be lived out. You know, the veteran 
helping the rookie be better so the team is better, even if it means the veteran plays less. You know, that sort of, you know, Mm -hmm. trope that we sometimes see in team sports. So there's that, but that requires me to think of uh, me, my identity, and my part of God's mission in this group setting rather than this individual setting. Um, And then the second part is, you know, that we are we are God's people. So we are brought together by virtue of God bringing us together, not by virtue of, as you said, for, you know, these little sub tribes we form based on common cultural or political or something identities. And then in that case, then identity in my little group is really dependent on you sort of keeping the same purity of, political views or purity of whatever the culture of you is. And if you change your mind, eh, you know, I'm a little worried about Chad. Uh You know, that's the, that's the sort of church language sometimes. Uh, And, uh, you know, then, you know, we're on a team that we didn't pick ourselves to be on and we didn't get to pick our teammates. Uh, That's part of it. And, other people, you know, the t- membership in the team is not conditional on other commonalities. That, yeah. right? Like I have I to like the, the, put up with you. What? Well, the purity conversation that you're talking about, I think, is a really good word for it because we we do it in the church as well. So I'm not saying we've we've figured out healthy community and the rest of the world hasn't. I'm just saying that in in its immature stages. Uh, community is very concerned about purity and impurity and if you're like me or unlike me and it's very uh, ego driven with I'm only secure if you think the same way I do and talk the same language I do and read the same uh, Christian authors or pastors or whatever Um, but it it is really about purity signaling like you're in or you're out uh, and if you listen to those guys, you might be dangerous. Uh, but the reality is, uh, in the early church, you had conservative, you had liberal, you had different races, you had gender. And that's why Paul says, in Christ, there's no Greek, there's no Jew, there's no Roman, there's no Scythian, barbarian, male, female, but we're all one. What he's trying to say is, don't, you know, let's don't, let's grow beyond the level of uh, immaturity, which is necessary for community to form. But let's be a mature community, realizing the depth and complexity of people that make up the body of Christ is uh, is what makes it beautiful. And we do violence to it when we require people to think and act and be or vote like us. Um, I think that's a, that's offensive to Christ, the head of the body. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that <clears throat> that says well kind of what I was trying to say in the sense that <clears throat> God brought us together to be in this group. And these are the, it's not just love one another. It's, I don't even get to pick the people that I'm called to love. Like mm-hmm. the one another's are the people God brought together. And that is now our common identity and that overwhelms all other distinctions. So political right, political left, political center, um, 
you know, cultural uh, differences, age differences, uh, all of these other differences, those are all, uh, you know, male, female, rich, poor, all, we have all the same distinctions now, um, you know, black, white, brown, all of these distinct, all the, the, the distinctions they had then, they slightly, they look slightly different now, but it's the same mm-hmm. point that all of those people, I mean, we don't become the same, um, but we are bound together by a now identity where all those other identities don't really matter. And unlike, you know, us self-selecting, being around people that are pretty much like us culturally, politically, you know, theologically, uh, that agree with all these, you know, people that we're going to be around people who have a completely different view of life, completely different life experience. Those are the one another's that we are called to love and comfort and honor and forgive and so on. And I don't, I don't think it's the, I mean, before we deal with the love and the honor and the forgive, the one another part is the part I think we will struggle with the most. Like we don't get to pick the one another's mm-hmm. and we shouldn't just slide from one local church to another based on one another commonality. Like, oh, I don't feel like I fit into this group of people anymore. I'm going to slide over here. Well, the what's the goal? The goal isn't that you feel comfortable in this group of people and fit in culturally. That is not the goal. In fact, mm-hmm. that may be against the goal. That may be counter to the goal, right? If you're going to reach this com- various and diverse community, you probably need to be in a, a more diverse community uh, and hear other insights and so on. Uh, and those are the people at any rate, you're called to love. Uh, and I think um, we are so free association in, in our culture in the U.S. Like, we're going to slide from one association to another, you know. And, and some of that, of course, is fine. I'm all for freedom. If, if, you know, you don't feel like Sam's is doing you right, you can go to Costco and, you know, change your membership or whatever. That's all well and good. It's mm-hmm. just that's that's where we have this freedom of choice and freedom of association to move around uh, and say, you know, I don't think this job is where I need to be. I'm going to. But we then just lump the church into the Sam's versus Costco. Like, yeah, I don't think this like these people are not my people. I'm going to go find people more like me. I'm not saying that should never be a, a, a part of. But the me, these people being not being part uh, not being my people the question of what's the goal and are we accomplishing the mission of God in the world should be the, the question that's in the forefront. And let's go, I want to join a group of people that that's getting after that. Um, but I tend to think we're much more consumeristic when it comes to, are these are the sort of people I kind of feel like being around. And you just don't get, I mean, you just don't get any of that in the New Testament at all that they didn't <laughs> yeah. form up that way, right? Um, and I think I wonder if it's, you know, if you go to China, for instance, or some other place where the, you know, being a Christian is such a defining thing because it's opposed by the whole culture and all the other differences seem less important. Do we, do we, believe, you know, do we think that being a follower of Christ or being part of his uh, people is such a defining thing for us? So that do we believe all these other differences are really unimportant? 
And I'm just not sure we, or we forget, we forget that, you know, I think, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think of that? Yeah, no, I, I think I agree with that. I don't, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what I think about it. <laughs> uh, I think we have different options and we have many different options to choose from and I think I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing but I think that uh, plays into you know I don't know if uh, how many how many house churches were in Philippi right mm-hmm. right so they're probably not thinking well you know we're gonna go down the road I mean they actually now that I say that I do take that back some of the teaching and the problem in Corinth was, I like Apollos, he's a better teacher. I like Paul, he's this. Uh, well, I like Peter. And so I, I guess I want to say the same divisions that exist now probably did in some way, shape, or form then. Um, so I think there's always that temptation to align myself with what I think is better. Yeah. You know? I, I it's, it's, it's like... Uh, this happens a lot, and I sigh before it because it's a, it's always a rub with me. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go plant a church, but the reason I'm gonna go plant a church is because I don't. I gotta do church right, and we're not gonna do it like that church, like mm-hmm. that small old church or that big church or that da 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 church. We're we're gonna do it right, and I just think that's such a false start it's <laughs> such a tricky way to reason to start a church um but there is that sense of well you don't like it i'll just leave i don't like it i'll just um uh do it my way yeah. and i think there's there's always been that option uh thinking of even the reformation um when you think about luther and uh even erasmus who's not talked about a lot they tried to reform from within. They both tried to reform from within. And then finally Luther just couldn't take it anymore. Uh, so, but I think that's, maybe my point here is this. I think that's the first option. If you're in a, in a place or a community or a church or a group and um, you're recognizing maybe you don't fit in that great or you're different or people are different well maybe your calling is to help create some diversity there or reform from within Mm -hmm. until you've completely exhausted that those energies in that place you know yeah i just think the the meth the scale of evaluation should be to be the people of god to accomplish the mission of god on the earth and if you believe I really can't do that here. I need a, some sort of a change to do that. That's one thing. Right. That that part seems because the goal is, you know, to be community, to change people's hearts and minds, to make an impact on the world around us. And if you are in a place that you feel like that can't happen because of whatever is going on in that group, that you know, to identify with another group, that seems valid because it's all related to accomplishing the goal, you know, living out the identity, the sense of winning the game. Um, but I do think there's a, there's a, there's a fine line between, am I doing this for me or am I doing it for, uh, 
you know, the big, you know, so I can live out my identity as God's people uh, better. And even the manner of doing it then is different. Mm-hmm. You know, then if that's the case, I'm doing it with humility. I'm doing it with love. I'm, I'm you know, maintaining love for people that uh, I'm less associated with because that's part of the identity of being God's people. Um, and I, you know, I think that is something as we talk about all the one and others in the, in the church that I don't, I think we have to wrestle with not just loving one another, which might overarch a lot of these things, not just the love part, but do I realize in a sense, I'm in this one another relationship brought together by God. I don't even have the luxury of, you know, I'm not the general manager of the team. I can't kick everybody else off the team. Uh, I'm here and these are the people that I'm going to be in mission with and love and honor and whatever. And I'm tied, I'm bound to you and helping you become more loving actually is a part of loving one another, not just me fulfilling, you know, checking the box of, of love. I think that's so for, I mean, I'm struggling with even how to formulate it. Like, I just don't think we think that way. And Mm -hmm. I think partly it's because there's so many churches in America, there's so many different viewpoints, so many different colors and flavors and, and varieties that we do, we're sort of forced to choose. Um, and that part's not necessarily bad, but I just think it conditions, am I getting a good deal here is kind of how we view things. Um, so I don't know, I'm trying to, you know, stretch my thinking into what does that mean for me? What are my obligations to other people? You know, how do we help the team win, if you will, um, is is the question we have. Uh, and I think that colors how we look at all of these commands. Um, so we've gone a little later than we have the last uh, few weeks. So I don't know. you have any closing thoughts along those one another lines? Well, well I think it's just kind of practically... Uh, use different language. Uh, how do I make, you know, is there something I can do today to bring a little bit more order into my own life? A little bit more structure, a little make my life a little bit better, alleviate suffering, blah, blah, blah. Is there some, and then, and then once you start a, a, a little bit of that momentum is, is there something I can do to um, alleviate suffering in somebody else's life? How do I make their day a little bit better? And, start to think along the lines of uh, my obligation to the community. I have a role to play uh, and I have something to do and something to offer. So, yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's right. I think that's good. Um, And I think that, that if we can just start getting in the mindset of less of what's in it for me and how can I make life around me just a little bit better today but think about that like if you do that for a day two days three days and you start to get into a habit then what does life look like in a year and what type of person have you become and how has the community you know changed because of that yeah i think that like i you said i have an what obligation do i have what is my obligation I just think wrestling with that question is central. 
to understanding the New Testament because that's an assumption that all of these commands are group commands and, and you know they're being fulfilled together uh, in that setting. And the sense that whatever, however I answer that question, the sense that I have an obligation to you is something I think we need to wrestle with uh, because we're part of God's people together. We're on mission together. You know, you know, it's part of God's plan for me. I have an obligation to you that is still there even if I don't get what I need from you or something, even if I feel like I'm getting a bad transaction from you or something, I have an obligation. And uh, I think that's, you know, what I, and, you know, first and foremost, I have an obligation to love. Uh, and, you know, we are called to love one another. And that means, you know, we're tied together in some way. Um, and so, let you know, let's leave it there. Let's leave it with this, this wrestling with it. We'll wrestle over the next little while. And, uh, you know, we might have some different weeks here coming up because of vacations and such. Uh, but we're going to be kind of this one another theme we're going to be on for a, a little bit. Uh, and, uh, you know, we would uh, love to hear, hear from you. RTT at RogueTableTalks.com. You can go to RogueTableTalks.com and check out our website as well. And, and catch us on YouTube and subscribe and all of that stuff. Uh, but as we go together in this next, you know, the rest of the summer kind of will be like, what does it mean to be one another? And uh, how does that, how do we live out our faith and identity together? Uh, so with that, grace and peace. Thanks for listening to Rogue Table Talks. Be sure you're subscribed to our podcast wherever you listen and on our YouTube channel. Just search Rogue Table Talks.